welcome to The Last Track, where we help people showcase the last track of their life story in their final wishes. I am your host, Brian Norris, the co-owner of Bateman Funeral Home in Newport, Oregon. Just like a song can bring you back to a day, a time, and a memory, so too can a well-planned service. body donation. What is that about? And can I do that? Well, they made it legal by the, it's called, and I'm going to read this so that I don't get it wrong. It's the Darlene Luther Uniform Anatomical Gift Act. And that allowed people to be able to donate their bodies to science if if they wish to. So let's chat a little bit about this because it's estimated that there's 20,000 people a year that donate their bodies to science. Well, About a year ago, along came the pandemic, COVID-19. And we get questions all the time, is there still body donation? Because maybe they've signed up with like a a company like OHSU or BioGift or something like that. And they're concerned because if they pass away during the pandemic, can my body still be donated to science or to BioGift or to a specific program that they want to be involved with? So let's chat about that a little bit. If you go to, it's called OHSU, and that's the Oregon uh, Health Science University here in Oregon, on their website, they have this quote. Once entered into our program, donors are embalmed or frozen, stored, distributed, tracked, and retrieved if assigned to a non-OHSU academic institution. Studies are usually completed within two years. After that time, the process of cremation and return of cremains, which is the cremated remains, are done for the donor family, and that's undertaken at that point. So what that's essentially saying is once you're in the program, you're, you will be tracked and you will be followed. You may be embalmed. You may be frozen. You might be assigned to a third party, which is an academics. You know, they might be essentially loaned out to this academic place to, for study and research. And they track you and then they bring you back. And that's when you'll be cremated and returned to a family. It could be up to two years. And that's essentially the program that's also essentially the same thing for like BioGift or some other organization that may be doing body donation as well. During COVID, especially during the first probably six months of COVID, most of the body donation just kind of came to a stop because people weren't sure what COVID was and how it works and you know the, how, the, how the virus was spread. So there were people concerned about that. And so a lot of things came to a screeching halt. Um, now, now that we're in the second half of this, a lot of the programs have started back up again because we know more about what COVID is and how it works. Uh, because if you did have, uh, even, in, even under the old program, if you had a really um, 
contagious condition uh, at the time of death, sometimes you weren't um, eligible for donation. And those are some of the things that what happens essentially when a person passes away and we pick them up, we work with whatever the donation company is that you that you wanted to donate to. And during that time, there'll be some questions and they might ask, you know, age, they'll ask weight, they'll ask body condition. Um, and sometimes even if you're accepted into a program before you pass away, sometimes you're not accepted anyway, even under this the old program. So there are some conditions. And when you're talking to those specific companies that you want to donate your body to, make sure you ask for the exceptions. Make sure you read the fine print because you may or may not at time of death uh, be eligible for donation. Um, there's a lot of different programs out there. There's Lion's Vision Gift and those types of things where you can donate your, your entire eye. You can donate your lenses, that type of thing. And there's time constrictions and there's a lot of different things that go on. Uh, like, right, I'm, I'm actually signed up for an anatomical donor for my eyes, you know. And so if I pass away, uh, there will be a time constriction of about 24 hours. And the body has to be refrigerated within a certain amount of time. And then the eyes need to be harvested within a certain amount of time for those donations to be viable. So there's partial, there's full, you know, there's skin donors that, that, that can donate their skin uh, for burn victims. What a beautiful thing for somebody that is a burn victim. And they will might be able to have those skin grafts. Uh, again, there's time constraints and things. Uh, there's long bone donors, you know, for cancer victims. And they, again, will pick up the body, harvest and return the body. And then we do the cremation here. So there's lots of different, I hate to say it this way, but like parts and pieces and small parts and larger parts. And then now let's talk about full body donation. Uh, and again, COVID and those types of things, there may or may not. And so make sure your your loved ones know what your wishes are and, uh, and are in full communication with the funeral home that you selected, as well as the place that you're going to be going. Full body donation. There are some questions that come along with that. Do, you know, is there a cost? Well, yes. And a lot of those costs are covered usually by the company or the institution that you're, that the body will be going to. Uh, a lot of times they, some of the companies or institutions pay everything, you know, pay the entire cost, you know, picking up, being delivered, all of that kind of stuff. Then they cover the cremation and then the, usually they will mail the cremated remains back to the family. And there's literally no cost other than death certificates. And sometimes they even pay for one death certificate. So there's different things with different institutions and companies that uh, accept donations. Um, if, for example, uh, we work with a company called BioGift, and BioGift will cover up to $650 and transportation. Uh, they do the transportation. We, we pick up the, the, the decedent, we hold them here, and then BioGift sends a company here to transport and pick up the body and and transport the decedent back to their facility. And then they pay $640 of the cost of a body donation. Now, 
some funeral homes, us included, is it costs a little more than $640 for us to do all of that work. You know, as far as picking up the decedent, bringing them here, coordinating, doing the, the death certificate and those types of things. And so the family will have the responsibility of covering the difference. So making things easy, let's just make it say it's a thousand dollars to do the work and they cover 640. So then the family would have around $360 uh, to make up the difference. And that's fairly inexpensive. If you're doing it because you want the science end of it to be done, most families don't, or most people don't mind the difference because they're doing it for science research. If you're doing it because of economic reasons, and some people do uh, because maybe they don't have the funds to be able to do a cremation, and so they opt for body donation, um, then it's a, an economical reason. And um, depending on the company or the institution, uh, they might pay it all, and there's literally no cost to the family, or there may be some minimal charges. And so instead of having a $1,000 bill, they're having a $300 bill. And that, so those are some options to consider about. Some other things too, to think about what is it that you want to accomplish with a body donation? I mentioned economic reasons. Maybe a particular person is really wanting to make sure that there's brain research being done. So opt for an institution, usually academic, that's going to do brain research. Um, some people uh, are opting to, you know, to, to help with cystic fibrosis, or there's a particular nervous tics or those types of things. Research, you the, sometimes funeral homes can help you, but most of the time it's up to the family to do the research to find what institution most closely associates with what it is you're trying to accomplish with that body donation. Um, I had one family that was shocked to find out that one particular organization was doing some pretty graphic testing, you know, and, and I hate to say it this way, but like splatter testing with explosives. Another company was doing research for uh, decomposition. You buried a person in a particular location in a particular heat and water area, and they would dig up and measure the decomposition. Know what the body is going to be doing, what the what your loved one research is going to be going for because if that's something you don't want to have happen don't do it but i but the funeral homes don't know that information we just know what the family's wishes are so just know that and it's good to know before you get into all of that <clears throat> a couple other places in our local area that might be that are accepting donations and are back to taking in some donations is donate life northwest um, some of those locations um, are accepting. Um, again, COVID has made some changes. So uh, just understand that maybe the wishes that you're going into might not be able to be uh, completely uh, fulfilled uh, during these kind of crazy COVID times. Uh, be prepared with a plan B um, just in case. Um, but body donation, research, you know, skin donation, eye donation, they call it the gift of life. And it is a beautiful gift if that's something that you can do. 
And if that's something you're considering, please do the research. You can ask ask your funeral home for any handouts, that type of thing. Uh, we as a funeral home do not, we don't say, oh, I recommend here, I recommend there. We just can't do that. But we may have some information for you. Hopefully this helps you. Please share this with your family, friends, neighbors, whoever you think might could use this information.